Welcome into Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder, you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. We have a lot to get into today. Russell Wilson getting benched the Chiefs in a downward spiral. Plus, why are the Dolphins being overlooked by many people? We'll be getting into that in this episode of Red Zone Radio. Let's start off with the Chiefs. They got beat by the Raiders on Christmas. And you saw frustration with Patrick Mahomes. And I hear a lot of people now saying that Patrick Mahomes needs to take accountability. Patrick Mahomes is the issue in Kansas City. That's what a lot of people are saying. And I agree with them. He is the issue. But he's not the issue on the field. And he's not the issue on the sideline. He's not the issue at the podium like many people might tell you he is, even though I don't agree with all of his antics. His issue is how much money he is making. I don't resent anybody that wants to make a lot of money in the NFL. If that's if that is your MO and you want money, get as much as you can. I got no issue with it. But you cannot simultaneously demand money and also simultaneously demand that your front office gets you pieces that you want. It would be one thing if this is baseball. The NFL is a salary cap league. I've talked about this for a long time. I have no issue with players voicing their frustrations about their teams or their front offices. They have a right to do so. I have an issue when they do it and they are making a bunch of money. This is a salary cap league. According to OverTheCap.com, the Chiefs ranked 26 coming into 2023 with the amount of cap space they had. That's not a lot of money to spend on players. Now, I would imagine he's going to restructure his contract. Everything's going to be fine. But for now, this is the team he's got, and this is the team that he's going to have heading into the postseason. Also, the cap's going to go up next year. But regardless of what's going to happen next year, for this year... I look at the Chiefs roster. They don't have a lot of pieces. They don't have a lot of great players. Outside of Mahomes and Kelsey and Chris Jones, who do they really have? Kadarius Toney is electric with the ball in his hands, but he has issues with drops. He has issues lining up correctly. The thing is, the Chiefs are finding themselves in a position now where they have to keep players that, quite frankly, the past Chiefs teams that were better run and on more talent didn't have to do. What do I mean by that? The Chiefs and the Patriots fears with Tom Brady could look at a talented player like Kadarius Toney, but who can cause some headaches, who can occasionally line up incorrectly, who can struggle with drops. As talented as Kadarius Toney is, they could, they could march him out the door because they could say, look, we have a loaded roster. We don't need the headache that comes from your lack of discipline. The Chiefs don't have that option now. Because Kadarius Tony, like him or not, he's the best receiver the Chiefs have. So Patrick's getting frustrated on the sideline. But they can't pay anybody. Him and Kelsey are making so much money, they cannot pay other great players. They are stuck with this roster that they have. I think what happened to the Chiefs, quite frankly, is, and I said this last week, they thought replacing Tyreek Hill was going to be way easier than it has been, and that simply has not been the case. He's the best receiver on the planet. They couldn't pay him. 
They're paying Kelsey and they're paying Mahomes too much money. They couldn't pay Tyreek Hill, and he is now with the Miami Dolphins, who are one of three teams remaining for a one seed. The Kansas City Chiefs are not. Kansas City finds itself in a position that they have not in the Mahomes era. To be quite honest, this is the first turbulence he has faced in the in his in his five years with the Chiefs. Because when you look at his other years, what's the most turbulence he's faced? Getting blown in the Super Bowl by Brady? At least he made the Super Bowl. Getting beat in the AFC Championship in overtime? He's had two Super Bowls in five years. That just doesn't happen. There's plenty of there's plenty of teams who haven't even made a Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era. He has two wins in five years, three appearances. That doesn't happen. He is not used to this. It does not look as natural as it used to. It does not look as easy as it used to because he's no longer throwing to a world-class receiver, and he's no longer throwing to a track team. He's throwing to a team that has some maturity issues, has some discipline issues, has some talent issues, to be quite honest, and it, you see the frustration boiling over. And as much as he is not the problem on the field, people point to his commercials. They point to what he does when he's frustrated. They point to him yelling at the offensive line. They point to what he did in the Bills game, talking to Josh Allen about the call, complaining about the call. You can disagree with all of that, and I do. I disagree with what he said to Josh Allen. I said that. I disagree with what he's doing on the sideline. I don't like that he's in all the commercials when his team's struggling. But that's not the issue. The issue is, plain and simple, he is making too much money in a salary cap league for them to buy other players. I said the same thing about the Chiefs. Now that you pay Joe Burrow this money, it's not necessarily the wrong decision. When you have a quarterback like Burrow or Mahomes or Allen, you need them to stay with you so you give them a contract. But you also have to understand that when that happens, the margins become very thin. So you no longer have a world-class track team for his receivers. You have receivers with discipline issues and drop issues. You have to kind of expect that when you let go of Tyreek Hill. You also have to understand the margins are much thinner now. So you have to be very good in the draft. The Chiefs didn't have a great draft last year. You have to be excellent, excellent, excellent in the draft. Remember, for years... Tom Brady took pay cuts, took pay cuts. He, he's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. He took pay cuts so his team could get him other good players. Because as good as Mahomes is, you can't do it by yourself. You cannot do it by yourself. So, no, he's not the issue on the field. I think he's one of the only great players that they have, and I still think he's the best quarterback on the planet. And I think it will work itself out after this year. But for this year, this is the team they have. I don't know how deep it's going to go in the postseason. All right, let's talk about Lamar Jackson in the MVP conversation. So, Brock Purdy threw four picks on Monday night. And his MVP candidacy is is essentially over. Christian McCaffrey got outdueled by Lamar Jackson. So, unless Tyreek Hill makes a late push, Lamar Jackson's probably going to win the MVP. And I don't have an issue with it. I just want to say one thing. Everybody is using this game as a reason to point out why the 49ers are so terrible. In Lamar Jackson's career, he's only lost one game to an NFC opponent. They do not see a skill set like Lamar Jackson. It's a very unique skill set. He, he doesn't lose to the NFC in his career. He's lost one game in his career to NFC opponents. So, I don't blame the 49ers for losing. They didn't know what to do with them. Did you see their their defense looked confused? They didn't know who to rush. They had two people rushing at times. Sometimes they had no people rushing. Sometimes they were spying. Kyle Shanahan, and I think he is the second best coach in the NFL. 
I love Kyle Shanahan. He had no idea what to do with Lamar Jackson because it's a unique skill set. So I'm not freaking out about the 49ers because I think they're going to be fine. I think the Ravens solidify themselves as the best team in the league. And But I will say this. If they meet again, it's going to be a different story. The 49ers may not win. I think I think Brock Purdy will, will get back some confidence, will play better. He won't throw four interceptions. The 49ers will be fine. The 49ers will be fine. I still think they're winning the NFC. I'm not worried about it because every NFC team gets clobbered the first time they ever play Lamar Jackson. Every team. The Lions. Everyone loves the Lions. They got clobbered by Lamar Jackson. The 49ers are going to be fine. They're going to make the Super Bowl. And we don't. first of all, we don't know that they're going to play the Ravens in the Super Bowl. But if they do play the Ravens in the Super Bowl, they have now seen the speed. They now have, seen, they now have a better idea. They have it on tape against themselves how to contain it. But they're going to they're gonna be in the NFC. They're going to be fine. They're going to be the one seed. I'm not worried about the 49ers. And no, you shouldn't worry about Brock Purdy. Everybody, Mahomes, Lamar, everybody has bad games. He threw four picks. The worst game of his career. Did we think he was going to play perfect? The, the same thing happened when he lost the first game of his NFL career. Did we think we was never going to lose a game? It's fine. It solidified the Ravens as Super Bowl contenders. It solidified them as the best team in the league. It probably solidified Lamar Jackson's MVP case. Whether you agree or disagree with that. But the, in my opinion, the 49ers will be fine. Okay. The Dolphins are not getting the love that I think they deserve. They beat the Cowboys. Here's the thing. When you have a critique of a team, and for the Dolphins, all year it's been, well, they haven't beat anybody with a running record. They haven't beat anybody good. And now they do that. And now we move the finish line once again. Well, they haven't done it on the road. But before the game, everyone said they were going to lose to Dallas. I'm not everyone, obviously, didn't say that. But what people that were Dolphins critics were saying, they were saying that the Dolphins would lose the game because they haven't played a good team yet. And they were saying that Dallas is a good team, and Dallas is a good team. So the Dolphins win the game, and now and now we move the finish line. It's not where they haven't beaten a good team. Now it's what they haven't done on the road yet. It's not the Dolphins won that game. It's the Cowboys lost it. If you don't believe in the Dolphins, that's fine. But you cannot, before the game, say, well, I, I just, I if, I if I could see them win against a good team, then I believe in all this talent and flash and speed that they have. And they did win against a good team. Just say that you don't think they're a good team. But don't say they're a good team. I just need to see them win against another good team to verify that belief. And then they do that. And you and you try to and you try to dodge and make it a different story and discussion. Well, they haven't done it on the road. Well, the Cowboys lost that game. Maybe the Cowboys aren't as good as we thought. Whatever it is, whatever the excuses that they're giving, what they're really saying is we never believed in the Dolphins in the first place, and that's a fair opinion to have. But if you're gonna critique a team before a game and say I just, they need to win this to make me a believer, and they win that game, you can't come out with. X, Y, or Z as to why it did not verify your belief. Clearly, you just did not believe in that team in the first place. I personally think the Dolphins are great. I personally think they'll be in the AFC Championship. I think Tyreek Hill is a difference maker. But if you don't think that, that's fine. I will say one thing that is concerning me about the Dolphins. I have seen the snap hit the deck at least five times this year. It's probably been more. At least five times this year. I remember it happening in the. I remember that crazy Chargers game at the beginning of the year. It happened a bunch in that game. I have seen the snap hit the deck 
multiple times this year. That is concerning for the playoffs. Their ball security has got to be better. But regardless, I think they're a good team. I think they can make it moving forward. And I think anybody who says now that they would have believed them going into the game if they beat the Cowboys, and now they don't believe them because they say that they lost, that the Cowboys lost it, the Dolphins didn't win, or the Dolphins haven't done it on the road yet, really just end up, isn't a believer in the Dolphins in the first place. And that's fine. But just call it what it is then. Okay. Russell Wilson benched by Sean Payton for the final two games. And people are saying they're doing this for for financial reasons, and they are. I believe that. But let's be honest. If Sean Payton really thought that Russell Wilson was the answer, he wouldn't bench him for financial reasons in the final two games. Here's the thing with Russell Wilson. And I and I loved Russell Wilson, and for years in Seattle, he was a top three quarterback in my opinion. But he was frustrated with Seattle. He was frustrated with Seattle. He was frustrated. He said, they don't get me the pieces I need. He doesn't get the say in the offense he wants to have. And then he goes to Denver. And sometimes the grass is not always greener on the other side. We all know these people. They're never happy with where they're at. They're always thinking, if I could just get here, if I could just move here, if I can just have this in my life, I'd be happy. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve your life. But sometimes you really got to take a look at what you have before you go and trying to change everything. Russell had Seattle's front office, which is well run. Russell had Pete Carroll, who's a great coach. Russell won a Super Bowl. Russell had the Legion of Boom at the beginning of his Seattle career. Russell had Doug Baldwin. Russell had Tyler Lockett. Russell had Marshawn Lynch. Russell had Seattle's home field advantage. He had a lot in Seattle. And I don't know what I, I don't know what the ultimate decision was. I don't know if it was mutual. I don't know what happened. But we do know that Russell was, was excited to go to Denver. But it's one thing for the fans to get excited, and I fell into the hype too. A lot of people fell into the hype. But you would think Russell Wilson would understand. Wait a second. And of course, hindsight is twenty twenty for me to say this. But you would think Russell Wilson, who played in the league for a long time, would understand. Wait a second. I'm inheriting an unproven head coach at Denver. I'm inheriting kind of a mess at Denver. I'm inheriting unproven receivers at Denver. I'm inheriting an unproven offensive line in Denver. I'm inheriting an unproven roster in Denver. When I have everything proven here in Seattle. You would think he would have understood that a lot more than the fans or me or anybody would have. And he didn't. And I'm not criticizing him for not knowing the future. But... Everybody, including myself, thought, you know, wait, maybe maybe Seattle's being a little too stubborn here. Maybe they're just not letting Russell have what he wants. And then he goes to Denver, and for two years, this is the final product? 19 losses in two years at Denver? That's the final product? He looks uncomfortable. He looks unfluid. It doesn't look smooth. And that's the final product that they put on the field, and now he's benched in Denver? This has been the Russell Wilson experiment. Maybe Seattle is much better than we have given them the credit for. Because all I know is Russell Wilson of Seattle, they're still making playoffs with Geno Smith. Russell goes into Denver. They've had 19 losses in the past two years. They just lost to a Patriots team 
that doesn't have a receiver on the roster that can separate, and they're playing with a backup quarterback because their first quarterback got benched because the coach and Bill Belichick thought he was so limited, and they lost at home on Christmas Eve? So look, I think Russell Wilson, if he goes to the right spot, maybe he could revive his career somewhat. But be very careful about leaving situations that are good. It's not to say be content. It's not to say stay in your comfort zone. But sometimes you really got to look at what you have before you just toss it away in a trash can. All right. That is going to wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and I will see you next time on Red Zone Radio.